Up next is a daily devotional by Pastor Tim Dodson, pastor of Believer's Church in Menominee, Wisconsin. Subscribe to our podcast by visiting burningdogradio.com and clicking on subscribe. Thanks for listening to Burning Dog Radio. The Gospel of John, chapter 6. Beginning in verse 1, we read, After these things... Jesus went away to the other side of the Sea of Galilee, which is also called the Sea of Tiberias. A great multitude followed him because they saw his signs, which he did on those who were sick. Now, as Jesus continued to move and minister, it seems a number of groupies, if you will, began to follow him. Clearly, these folks did not come to Jesus with hearts of repentance and with lives to lay down as his disciples. No, they were the first, well, I guess you could call them the name it and claim it prosperity doctrine folks. Those who followed Jesus for what he could bring them, what he could do for them. They were there for the miraculous. They were there for the stuff. They were not interested in furthering the kingdom, but rather in being fed, cared for, and generally accommodated for in an earthly kingdom. It is a scenario that is as real and current as our own present day. Such a relationship, one based on worldly aspects rather than the promises of our Creator, is not pleasing to God. He is patient in this matter, but he is ultimately insistent. The only acceptable relationship for Christ is one based on the Word and upon faith in Him. A relationship of faithfulness, one that shares in the Christ experience even His scars. Verse 3 going on says, Jesus went up into the mountain and he sat there with his disciples. Now the Passover, the feast of the Jews, was at hand. It's interesting that Jesus sought time on a regular basis alone with his boys. So he went up on the mountain and he sat down. It was Passover and yet clearly this would be Well, a different kind of Passover for the apostles, for Jesus would herein manifest himself as the true bread of life. It is clear throughout the Gospels that his time with these 12 men was of the utmost importance. In fact, the vast majority of the Gospels are spent covering the relationship between Jesus and these 12 men. Jesus practiced what we call a two-tiered ministry, one with the masses and one directed toward his apostles. Throughout the scriptures, Jesus took time to, well, just be with these men. He clearly was more than their teacher. He was also their friend. Verse 5, Jesus, therefore, lifting up his eyes and seeing that a great multitude was coming to him, said to Philip, Where are we to buy bread that these may eat? And he said this to test him, for he knew himself what he would do. Philip answered and said, 200 denarii worth of bread is not sufficient for them that every one of them may receive a little. Jesus, seeing the masses approach, took the opportunity to use the event as a teaching moment for his apostles. Even though it appeared Jesus had other plans for his day, he gave no sign of angst at the approaching masses or the subsequent change in his schedule. He understood 
that his calling demanded long hours and frequent interruptions. There was no ministry time clock by which he could punch in and out. That may be your job, but that's not ministry. Jesus, turning to Philip, asked, Where can we buy enough food to feed these people? Now, make no mistake, it wasn't that Jesus was truly looking for an answer. He wasn't seeking a 7-Eleven in which to buy some party chips for some unexpected guests. Philip, thinking only with his human brain, answers predictably, No way, Jesus. We don't have that kind of cash. So obviously, Philip was apparently pretty good at math because he did some quick calculations to arrive at that point. Verse 8 says, One of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, said to him, There is a boy here who has five barley loaves and two fish. But what are these among so many? Andrew now tries to come to the rescue. Oh, his intent was righteous, but a feeble rescue it was. Thousands of unexpected guests? Uh, well, we have five loaves and a couple of fish. But again, let's give Andrew a little credit here, because it could be that Andrew actually had more faith than we tend to give him. For Andrew did what we all should do, and that is to bring all that we have to Jesus. All of it, no matter how meager it might seem to be. Because you see, Jesus is not constrained by human and earthly limits and restraints. Andrew, it seems, was always, well, bringing raw materials to Jesus. First it was his brother Peter, and now it was a few loaves and fishes. Frankly, Jesus could have whipped up all the needed refreshments without any help at all, but the fact is he has always chosen to use the hands and the gifts of men. Verse 10 we read, Jesus said, Have the people sit down, and there was much grass in that place. So the men sat down in number about 5,000. Jesus took the loaves, and having given thanks, he distributed to the disciples, and the disciples to those who were sitting down, likewise also of the fish, as much as they desired. When they were filled, verse 12, he said to his disciples, Gather up the broken pieces which are left over, that nothing be lost. So they gathered them up and filled twelve baskets with broken pieces from the five barley loaves, which were left over by those who had eaten. When therefore the people saw the sign which Jesus did, they said, This is truly the prophet who comes into the world. Now the people, they sat down in this grassy place in groups of around 5,000. Now it's hard to miss the vivid and detailed scene before us. Jesus, undeterred by the meager rations that they possessed, still thanked God for what he held. How often we tend to carry the same doubt as these men about what God has provided without understanding what Jesus can do with a little bit of nothing. Jesus began the work, but yet allowed, if not actually recruited, men to not only receive the miraculous, but to moreover participate in the miraculous. He broke the bread and then gave it to the apostles to distribute. And when all was said and done, Jesus had them gather up all that was left 
and each disciple, all 12 of them, was left no doubt slack-jawed. For each one of them now was left holding a whole basket of leftovers. So Jesus took the little that they had, filled all the people, and had 12 baskets left over. Jesus had done a great miracle, one that is recorded in every gospel. Pastor John Corson once said, quote, It's when you do what the Lord sets before you, no matter how mundane it might appear, that, along with those you serve, you receive a full basket as well. That was our daily devotions by Pastor Tim Dodson. To learn more about Tim Dodson or Believer's Church, visit jfbelievers.com.